1: Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White.
0: Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. And gotta come on. Hello! Fun baby! Boom, 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 boom.
3: Come on! Bang, bang,
4: bang, bang. Here we go. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. We got a really busy Monday. Lots to get to. Lots going on. Yeah. yeah. And we had an interesting weekend as a show. Yeah. Grant went swimming and goose shit. <laughs> yep. I shit my pants. <laughs> Classic. And uh, Jimmy almost got beat up by a regular at the East Coast Direction. <laughs>
3: and he was about 90.
4: <laughs> so at some point this morning, I'm sure you'll hear... The Grant went swimming And do shit story You'll hear about How I shit my (laughs) pants And you'll hear about Jimmy almost getting beat up By a 90 year old regular On Friday night At the East Coast Direction
1: (laughs) You're in the locker room With Lachlan Cross Grant Johnson And James White 95.7 Cruise FM
4: Alright we had An interesting weekend All three of us We're going to start With Grant's story
5: It involves Um him and Mac getting a canoe. So we bought a canoe to take to the lake. Okay. Um, just got one off Facebook Marketplace. He used one. Cheap, yeah. Cheap canoe. It's, it's good. looks good quality. It's fine. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's <coughs> um, some good to, deals on Facebook Marketplace. Exactly. Um, picked it up yesterday. Decided to... Hey, let's take it out for a little... Rip, see how see what we can do. Yeah. Um. So we went to Hermitage Park. Okay. Or Hermitage? I don't know. Uh, I think th- it's Hermitage. <laughs> There's a trout pond there. Yeah. So we put the kids in the canoe. And it's a goose shit pond. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like no swimming, blue algae. Yeah. Um. But a nice little thing to go out for a little paddle. Absolutely. You got to test drive the new canoe. <laughs> Get in it, and uh, we are not stable. No. And we tipped her sideways. Mac and I went out into the canoe (laughs) Were the kids in the canoe? Kids are in the canoe They stayed in the canoe They were fine We were in shallow water still Okay Um, But we went out (laughs) A bit traumatizing (laughs) They were were yelling (laughs) Crying Crying (laughs) Phone in my pocket So you ruined the Okay Phone now looks like that (laughs) No That's interesting. I've
4: never seen that kind of green screen before. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. So we ended up getting out and then getting back in and being fine. And I was happy the kids weren't traumatized. Two. They, they really enjoyed it once we got going. Once you got going? Oh, that's, say, that's good. I stepped down. I lost a crock. Lost a good crock. Uh, I think I was in mud. Your good blue ones? Or, or goose poop <laughs> up to about my waist. <laughs> I've never smelt water that bad. <laughs> We were driving home afterwards, and the car was just... Oh, my skin was burning.
4: (laughs) All right, and then Jimmy always has... Every weekend, it's an interesting weekend for Jimmy. But he almost got beat up by a 90-year-old man
3: on Friday night. Yeah, so I was uh, DJing at the East Coast Direction. And, you know, I was taking some requests, and this guy... Uh, 80s me, night. Yeah, 80s yeah. night. And this guy asked me to play this god-awful 80s rap. And this old guy came up to me, and he, he was yelling at me, saying I was a horrible DJ, <laughs> that the radio station I work for should be ashamed that they hired me, <laughs> that the bar should be ashamed. I should have been ashamed to get up in the morning. Like... <laughs> People take their music
4: way they
5: get too mad, serious. Yeah. You
4: should have punched them right in the... A- Dan. Aren't you also security at the East Coast? Probably.
3: Yeah, I just didn't want to hurt him. Anyway. He was 90. Uh, and I, well, I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your first time this
4: year? This is the first time this year. I actually spent a couple of years. I don't know. Normally, Normally
3: you did last year because there was something that involved golf that you did last year.
4: No, that's a couple of years ago, was man. That? Y- you really have a bad sense of time.
3: Yeah. It's been like two or three years. That's quite, quite a sad. few years ago.
4: Taking a load in my pants okay. so anyway on friday i finally i had enough I, two weeks of this cold and it was mm-hmm. in my th- you uh, you can hear i'm i'm way clearer this morning are, than yeah. i was last week i finally went to the the doctor and i said i can't do it anymore you got to give me some antibiotics so he gave me um like a week weeks run of antibiotics so i went to the to the uh to the store and I picked him up, and I took one right away. You're supposed to take two a day, mm-hmm. right? And then I took one that night. So there was only like a four or five hour, um, like there was only a four or five hour spread between the first two pills, right? Got up Saturday morning, had breakfast. You're supposed to take it with food. I didn't necessarily do that on Friday. I didn't eat very well. I, I took it with food on Saturday, and that night I was out for a walk. And my wife called me and she goes, where are you? And I said, I'm out for a walk with the dog. And she says, I thought you walked the dog this morning. Mm-hmm. And I said, I did, but it kind of got cut short. Um, and she's like, why? I said, well... <laughs> Because I shit my pants
2: <laughs>
5: Well, you were walking the dog
4: Just behind the school <laughs> So I looked down at Kingston and I went Short walk today buddy We gotta go home <laughs> And the irony of it is Is Kingston um, the, the pup Has a very sensitive stomach When it comes to any changes Like mm-hmm. if he perceives Something's going on And he's smart So Deb and Riley, my daughter, we moved her down to Vancouver. Yeah. So he all this week has been watching them Stressed out about you guys passing. So he had the runs. So basically it was (laughs) locking the pop at home, just shitting our (laughs) pants all weekend.
2: The Locker Room Topic of the Day.
4: I thought of this topic because I saw a trailer for a show that I've always kind of thought, yeah, damn, I don't know why I never watched this show. Mm -hmm. So the, the conversation this morning is... What show do you regret not getting into? And it doesn't even have to be when it started. It doesn't have to be... A, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just It's a show that whenever you get reminded of it, you go, Ah, oh, damn it. I wish I had watched that one. Mine is uh, Handmaid's Tale. My wife oh, yeah. watched it. And I like that show. Every time she would do... She had caught up and was watching it as it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And um and every time she watched an episode, she'd go, "You know what? I think you'd really like that show." And uh, I don't disagree with her. I really this season enjoy. vibe is coming down the
5: pipe. Um, yeah, that comes out September. Yeah, so yeah. right away, there's lots of
4: really good TV.
5: What the thing with Handmaid's Tale for me is, I I really liked the idea behind the story too. Was kind of what happened in say Afghanistan, where a religious group, the Taliban, takes over and forces these laws on people I was like what if that happened in the states with a religious group yeah and so they get you know Gilead and change the name and so it's a really interesting Canada plays a big part in the in the show you do yeah because it's filmed in Toronto well and they like refugees if they can escape they go to Canada Wow okay there's a lot in Toronto where yeah you know what's
4: interesting about that show is is for me too is that actress is brilliant
5: like she's the the main actress Um, I've seen her in a bunch of other Elizabeth things. Moss. She was from Mad Men. She's so good. Show.
4: She's so good in everything I've seen her in as well. I'm gonna. <clears throat> I think at some point I'm gonna tr- sit down and start plugging through that one. Mm-hmm. It's five seasons. The fifth season's coming out. Yeah. So it's a it's a pretty significant commitment, but whatever. Anyway, um,
5: Grant, what's yours? Um, mine is The West Wing. <laughs> I never got into this one either. No, and everyone tells me how great it is. It's Martin Sheen. Um, I really like the guy that created it. Aaron Sorkin's done some great stuff. I mean, he did the Sorkin's. You can handle the truth, right? A few good men. That was him. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the West Wing. I never got into it, but apparently, it's a really good show. I definitely, um, I definitely could have watched that one because I've always really liked those sh- those types of shows too. Also, both our shows have the same actor in them, Bradley Whitford. He's this in ha- Bra- he's in Handmaid's Tale and he's in um, The West Wing. This guy.
4: Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay, I didn't even know that.
5: Punisher. Punisher.
3: <laughs> it's the uh, it's the the Netflix ones. So, like on Netflix, they had the Punisher, they had uh, Iron Fist, they had. Shame uh, from... I was gonna say they got Shane from the Walking Dead. Walking Dead, and uh... and, and they had like. Daredevil, so I didn't get into all of them, but they're they're now on Disney. So, uh, so you you might, I might, I might get into the Punisher. I can see that. All right. The locker room
4: topic of the day: What show do you regret not getting into?
2: The locker room topic of the day:
5: What TV show do you regret not getting into or series? This one came in a few times. Breaking
4: Bad. Yeah, yeah. The thing with Breaking Bad is it it became one of those shows that everyone talked about Mm -hmm. and it it was almost like if you weren't watching it it was like there's something wrong with you clearly well and then i think some people resisted because it was so popular well there's that there's yes there's the that's the the positive mike disease i call that um (laughs) but the thing with breaking bad was if you didn't get past that first season the first three or four episodes Mm -hmm. it might not have grabbed you true right because it it did have a bit of a a slower
5: start right yeah for me i actually watched one of the like i watched uh, an episode that was later in this series first because okay my friend of mine was watching it so i just sat down and watched and then i was like i got to see this show
4: yeah so okay well then then you knew what you were up against right yeah
5: game of thrones came in yeah audrey never seen game of thrones this
4: one's interesting. This is actually another reason why I thought it, it might be an interesting conversation today because I have a friend who's watching House of Dragons mm-hmm. and never watched one single minute of Game of Thrones. But they're into House of Dragons? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like, why would you do that? And he goes, well, I kind of regretted not watching Game of Thrones. So he doesn't honest. want to miss out this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's, he's in out of the gates. I watched a bit of last night. I, I didn't make it all the way through, but uh, yeah, it's, it's getting better and better.
5: Uh, and then The Sopranos Kevin's never seen The Sopranos All three of those that's came in back to back to back <laughs> Yeah as soon as we said the topic that was like boom 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 Yeah. Um, the Sopranos I went, and re- I went and watched For the first time a couple years ago I remember I had yeah. never seen it and- Well I remember saying to you when we first started
4: The show because you admitted that you hadn't I'm like that's, that's a mistake you need to watch that yeah. show I would suggest That out of the three of those The one to me that if you
5: Haven't seen Is this one yeah, like you. Oh, you have to go back. I had and, a little uh, bit of a hard time getting into the Sopranos because of it's pretty dated. At some uh, yeah, some points you're like you gotta get over a little the bit. cell phones they're using. And yeah, like,
4: I, I get that, but yeah. Breaking Bad to me is like okay if you're not watching Breaking Bad, that's you know you might you might be into reality television or something like that. Yeah, Game of Thrones, swords, and it's old, but Sopranos to me was that was a cultural. Mm-hmm. That that changed
5: TV. Well, it was kind of the first show of its yeah kind like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you ha- you have to watch Sopranos.
3: Two out of those three, I never got into. I got into Game of Thrones later in. You only got it. into Game of Thrones because of a girl, and you've never watched. <laughs> you've never watched uh, Breaking Bad. I know that. I made it through a couple of episodes and I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, and, and I, s- can,
4: I, can, I actually I don't want you watching Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Have, I tried. I can't. Have. I made one episode. I can't have those conversations with you.
2: <laughs> the Locker Room Topic of the Day.
5: What show do you regret not getting into? I didn't expect this one to come in. Travis says, Mork and Mindy. That's one of those shows where... <laughs> Every once in a while, I
4: remember it being on. Yeah. And it was such a big part of our zeitgeist back 70s, in the day. 70s Yeah, 80s. That, uh, that I think... I
3: think through osmosis. I think I feel like I watched it, but but the thing is, though, is there was so many links between that and Happy Days, like Mork ended up on Happy Days in a couple of different seasons. <laughs> you know what, man? I I would never have known that. I've never seen Mork and Mindy. I've I watched a lot of you, the old you've shows. You've never seen like Happy Days when it was Fonz versus Mork when he came no. to get, get the I, coolest person from Earth. That was after
5: it jumped the shark, wasn't it? After he jumped the shark.
3: I had no idea
4: that show it was considered as like a an extension it, of Happy like
5: it was a spin-off was actually of
3: one episode.
4: Never in a million years was introduced
3: I have... in. Did anybody happy know Days. that? I think Everybody so, yeah. knew that. No, except I don't for think you. So everybody except for you. I'm pretty sure that that was I feel well, like you're making you. this up too. No, I'm not. <laughs>
5: just, <laughs> it seems like something Jimmy would just
4: Yeah, no. no work in mini in Happy
5: Days. I don't think you need to feel bad about missing it, Travis. Yeah, I yeah, I think you're good. You should be able to sleep at night.
2: Locker room topic of the day.
4: A lot of people are very concerned that um, that Jimmy was right and we weren't giving him the credit that he is due. Um, so apparently, it was—is it
3: officially a spinoff? Yes, uh, it, Mark was introduced in Happy Days, and because it was such a popular episode, it later became a. It's so downstairs. it's not a spin off. It like, is. It's the it's character. Not, no. It is classed as a spin off because Mork from Ork was introduced <laughs> in in Happy Days and then Mork and Mindy later. But it's happened. not
4: like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Happy Days, and then Mork and Mindy. There was no connection outside of some stupid character like, like someone that's got what stoned that's
5: how, one
0: that's day how, and that's wrote more into it.
5: That's how spin-offs happen. Oh, there, come on, Bunky. Like, no. Like Laverne and Shirley were a spinoff of Happy Days. See, that they were, that- they were introduced Joni, later Joni on loves too. Chaunchy.
4: Do you understand what I'm saying? I would I'm say Mark and
5: Mindy's a spinoff. The character started on the show and then got it's his own show. It's class as a spinoff
3: if the. the I know
4: what char- you're
5: saying though too, Locke.
3: Like, it was such a
4: different... we
5: talked way more about Mark and Mindy than I thought we would this This morning. is
4: your fault, Travis! <laughs> Bringing up some stupid show. So, okay, the topic is, what show do you regret
5: not getting into? Uh, Ryan Lindley said Yellowstone. Lord God, give us rain.
4: Um, and a little luck and little For this show, Amen. I've talked about this before. Yeah. So when this first came out... I was like right into it. I'm like, why am I not planning on moving to a ranch? <laughs> like I was, I, I loved it. You're gonna it, go down there. And- I thought it was great, and it, like two, three seasons in, um, and there was this whole ending where Kevin Costner's character gets shot at the mm-hmm. end of, I think it was the end of season two or well, something. They, like, they it, shoot it everybody. Happen. Yeah. They shoot everybody, and that was right around the time that Grant was getting into it, and he was kind of he was on the fence on yeah. it. And I was smitten with the redhead. Beth. Beth. Like, I, we don't need to get into any details, but I, I enjoy her character. And uh, Grant brings up that she's, she's too over the top. And, she, and, and then Grant says to me, he says, you know what? And it just, it just, it feels like a soap opera. It feels like I'm watching Dallas or Dynasty or something. <laughs> And you completely ruined <laughs> that show for me. My great-great-grandfather. It's just, from that point on, I have not been able to watch that show with no the same sort of enthusiasm. And I, I,
5: see, and I'll watch it, but I, I'm, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I feel a little embarrassed a watching high it. Ranch. It does feel like everyone's so... Yes, no, it's, it's not real life. It is Who Shot J.R. Nobody talks like we that. Do nobody... A today. He calls his grandkid grandson. Get over here, grandson. <laughs> <laughs> he says that
4: you ruined Yellowstone for me I just want you to know that the
2: locker room topic of the day what
5: show do you regret not getting into so Kev and his wife did just start this but he regretted it for a long time the office he said uh, I regret waiting this long to finally watch the office I never watched The Office. Like I never
4: made a point of it, but it was always on in my house. Mm-hmm. When the girls were growing up, they binged this and Friends and a, and Grey's Anatomy and a couple of other very sort of typical shows that teenage kids would it took would binge.
5: It took me uh, a couple seasons before I got into The Office. I remember all my friends were getting into it, and then I I tried and. If you don't know the characters, it's not as funny. But yeah. as soon as you learn all the characters and their mm-hmm. traits and everything else, yeah. it's one of the greatest shows ever. The
4: dynamic between um, Dwight and and the
5: straight guy Jim Jim yeah was very very entertaining. Jim and Dwight were great. Yeah, I mean Steve Carell Michael like he just he made that show. One of the things that always annoyed me
4: about The Office was um, the the yeah. W- the The British version's way funnier yeah. conversation, but... <laughs> it's, it's one of those shows. It's funny. I heard a podcast, and I, I was asking you before we jumped on air if, if you remembered, but you you obviously didn't catch this, um, because we listen to a lot of the same podcasts. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody break down the differences between the North American version, the American version of The Office, and the British version of The Office, and he was saying why he loved both mm-hmm. and why you had to watch both i i like both and and it was it wasn't somebody that you would expect to hear that conversation it was just, it was a surprising okay i'm trying to remember who it was maybe somebody listened to the same podcast and can remind us but uh i remember when i after listening to that i kind of made a mental note that if if i ever get a chance i'm going to sit down and watch the british version
5: well they're they're both funny but they're both pretty different shows. Well, that's what he was saying, and, yeah. and see, I, I did not know
4: that. I wasn't aware of that.
5: Yeah, like but, it's, they've got their own humor. Their own, I mean, one's British
4: humor, obviously. and Well, and he was, he was breaking down the difference in the delivery of
5: Ricky Gervais versus and, Steve Carell. Yes, yeah.
4: and they were talking about um, how, how different their approach was mm-hmm. um, and and I love Ricky Gervais, yeah, though. me too. Like he I find him hysterical. At yeah. some point I'm going to have to sit down and watch that British version of The Office. I
2: think. Locker room topic of the day.
4: We are doing um shows you regret not getting into. Sailor Rob said The Walking Dead. I get it. If somebody told me that you you didn't watch The Walking Dead, I would be like, I get I mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Zombies
5: aren't your It's thing. about zombies, yeah. right? It is and it isn't, because I had a hard time chewing on. A lot of it is more about how people would act in that situation. That's what I ended up liking yeah. about the show. Take the zombies out of it. If if things did go crazy,
4: right, How how is everybody going to respond?
5: So I would say the first few seasons of The Walking Dead are some of the best TV I've ever watched. And then once they kind of left the prison... Yeah. It started to go downhill, and now okay. it's not the same show it once was. It's interesting. I'm so committed now that I just keep going. Well, this is the last season, right? It is, yeah. But, but then I, there's a bunch of spinoff movies. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like
4: I think we're 12 seasons in, and I'm like, I well, I'm here now. I better <laughs> better finish. One more, and then we'll wrap
5: up. Um, Sons of Anarchy came in from Dustin. I never watched the final season. I no? watched the first two episodes.
4: I never did see Marilyn Manson. His introduction. I couldn't See, do was, it anymore. He was
5: really creepy in that show.
4: I am getting to that point with Westworld. Mm. Have you been watching the new season? I haven't
5: seen the new season yet.
4: I'm watching Westworld, and, like, listen, I, I hate even talking about it, because I'm sure there are people that get the that whole... That actually,
5: Westworld actually
4: came in. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, The whole, the whole thing for me is I'm so confused about mm-hmm. who's who and what's what and what they're doing now that I'm almost ready to to throw in the towel. Oh, what is there? Three
5: seasons of Westworld? I think this is the third this season. This is the third? The yeah. first two I Maybe watched. Maybe the fourth. I watched the first two twice because the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't know what just happened and I feel really dumb now. Oh. I need to watch it again. Get, it just gets worse. Like, this season right now that
4: I'm watching, I think I'm four episodes in. It's either the third or fourth. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm literally, every time I watch it, I'm like, why am I do- why am I putting myself through this? <laughs> like... I don't, I don't need any proof that I'm... This is why I don't watch Jeopardy. I don't need a TV show to show how dumb I am.
5: Anyway. The Locker Room presents
3: the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson.
5: Well, today was supposed to be the day that NASA began their journey back to the moon or to the moon for the first time, depending on which Facebook article you read. The Artemis 1, it's the most powerful rocket system ever built by NASA. Okay, they went to the moon in the, the '60s 90s. in a Pinto. Why do they need such a powerful <laughs> rocket this time? Right? They basically went with like the power of a Game Boy in the '60s, and now they need the most powerful rocket. So the test flight was supposed to be this morning. They were going to go up. They were going to do a lap around the moon and then head back down here to Earth. They've announced it's delayed, and because part of that delay is because the launch pad kept getting struck by lightning. Seems a little ominous, hey? We're trying to go to space, and space is trying to keep us here. <laughs> or is someone or something trying to keep us out of space? Are alien overlords, perhaps, trying to keep us in our bubble? It's almost as if they don't want us to start hauling our plastic and other garbage to the moon <laughs> and beyond. You know that's going to happen, right? Eventually, the aliens, they'll be like, okay, you guys can go to the moon. And within five years, we'll be hauling our junk there. <laughs> Is it possible to start a tire fire on the moon? I guess we'll find out. So they can't get one of the engines on the Artemis 1 working. Have they tried jump-starting it? That usually works for me. Hook some booster cables up to Jeff Bezos' penis ship, and let's get her going. Come on. I want to go to the moon. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise page. With new items added pretty much daily, you can shop everything you need for back to school. Shop by clicking the link on our social medias. When I'm
4: doing um, prep for the show. Quite often I will use a variety of sources, but one of the big ones is, is Twitter for me. I don't know. I've just sort of gotten used to it over the years getting a lot of information, a lot of news from Twitter. And I'll go to the trending section, and I've given warnings out before. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's, like, a a hashtag or something that's trending, quite often what you see is not what you think you're going to get, right? Yeah. And so I'll come on the show, and I'll go, okay, um, don't hit National Boob Day because it's just a bunch of pictures of Trump, right? (laughs) You'll be disappointed. So this is another one of those trending sort of hashtag warnings from the locker room. Um, Lesbian dance theory. If that's trending this week, which it probably will at some point, you'll see it. um, It's not what you think it is.
1: Uh, How the heck can Joe Biden call America First conservatives a threat to democracy with a straight face and a dry diaper? he's the one who has allowed millions to invade our southern border he's the one who is robbing hardworking americans to pay for karen's daughter's degree in lesbian dance theory
4: i'm not exactly sure what lesbian dance theory is that's why i clicked on it um and that's what i got (laughs) i don't know who she is she reports for fox down there but i was like Wildly disappointed. <laughs>
5: lesbian dance theory. <laughs> I, <laughs> I almost want to look it up Did they offer it at the U of A?
0: <laughs> Two. The Locker Rims, mentioned at the movies. I shall call him Me. I will <laughs> not be ignored. <laughs> it's
4: like Minnie at the movies, but shorter. Jimmy, what movie did Troy get you to watch this weekend?
2: Tin cup.
1: How'd I do that? Because you're not thinking about Shanky. You're not thinking
2: about the doctor lady. You're not thinking period. You're just looking like a fool, and you're hitting the ball pure and simple.
3: What'd you think? It was a good movie, but the, the, reason I picked that my clip, the, the reason I picked that clip was because, remember when we were talking after I kind of was learning how to hit the ball? Yeah. I was hitting it better when I was just trying to hit the ball and not thinking about where I was trying to hit it? Yeah. That's kind of why I picked that clip. I thought it was a good, relevant... Golf is all about not thinking. (laughs) Yeah,
5: it's odd.
4: (laughs) I I said to Jimmy on the ride home, because he was like, "Uh, you know, when we were on... Because we went out and we practiced on the course Mm -hmm. after we went to the driving range. And on the driving range, he's piping it down the middle, and and then on the course, he was having a little more trouble hitting it, and I'm like, dude, it's because you were thinking about it. You're trying to aim it now yeah, instead of just yeah. hitting the ball? Yeah, yeah. Park your brain. That's a hard lesson it's, to learn, Yeah, but it's, it's a big lesson in golf for sure.
3: I, I really enjoyed the movie. It's one Don, of my favorites. I, I've always loved this movie. I watched it again on Saturday. Don Johnson was a dick. Huge knob. Uh, I love Cheech. Like him, he was so funny in that movie. Like that one scene where he kept breaking uh, Tin Cups clubs. Yeah, and he yeah. ended up, all he ended up with was the seven iron at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a really good
4: um, movie for its time. It's, it's got some dated issues and, and things like that. But I, I thought the dynamic too between Rene Rosso and, and Kevin Costner is good. Like you can tell they kind of liked each other in that movie. Yeah. It yeah. was,
3: it was a fun movie. And, and I quite think, enjoyed it Do you think in real life they Maybe <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alright would you give it I gave, it, it, I gave it, it a five Look at that five Buttered cobs of Tabor corn from Midget at the Movies this week for I, f- tin
3: cup. I figured out Cause remember I told you that I I, I usually watch sports movies Yeah because because of the trailer, because I looked at the trailer as well as I watched the uh, like the cover, I thought it was going to be a romance. I wasn't into watching the ah, romance it's
4: stuff. It's a
5: comedy. They, they make it look like a romance. romance. I've never seen it, but just by it the is,
4: cover, they're holding
3: hands. and it, they,
4: it is a bit of a rom-com yeah. kind of feel so, to it. But it's and f- I
3: wasn't into that, but when she get past that, it was a really good golf movie. It's, it's funny, because I've... <sighs> I love
4: that movie, but I get so much anxiety from from that final hole on the U.S. Open where he's on eighteen and he takes twelve shots. He, he, he gets a twelve, and I get just the worst anxiety when he's. <laughs> um, but I can still watch that movie. It's probably the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time that I've watched it because I rewatched. Did you do the drinking game? No, I no. W- didn't feel like drinking this weekend. <laughs> Sanders sent us a drinking game Every time, if you watch Tin Cup, every time they say his name Roy McAvoy uh, Kevin Costner's character, you're supposed to take a drink I tried, I I couldn't keep up I
3: I will watch it again To try the drinking game I just didn't feel up to drinking Not this weekend
1: You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross Grant Johnson and James White 95.7 Cruise FM
3: I have
4: a rule in life Mm -hmm. One of many And it's uh, quite often, uh, I refer to it as a tip from Locke, never ignore food advice from a fat guy or a former fat guy. (laughs) Um, And I got uh, some advice from a friend of mine who um, is a bigger dude, but was a legit fat guy. And is
5: now a foodie. And now over-the-top foodie. Very critical of anything. He's the one that we were arguing with last week about beer butt chicken. He says it's a scam. It doesn't do
4: anything. It's a hoax. And he's the one that uh, people have been fighting with about the Tim Hortons pizza in Ontario because they're testing it out. Mm -hmm. And he's mad about that, too. Anyway, he won't try it. Yeah. Anyway, Linz is, um, like I said, when he does give me advice, though, on food, like, Mm -hmm. try this. I'm I'm in with both feet, and uh, I tried this on the week because I'm at home by myself. I was right say, now. You're a bachelor for the week, <laughs> so there's a couple of uh, staples for old Locke. Raw hot dogs, spaghetti tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Package of raw hot dogs. Anyway, um, he said you got to dice up an onion really, really thin and throw that into your grilled cheese. No, and
5: I did that on Friday. and It's actually really good. It sounds good. I'm not one. Like I, I'm, I'm very against modifying the grilled cheese because yeah. I think it's already the perfect food and yeah, stop trying to church it up. But a little diced onion doesn't sound too bad. I I totally disagree with
3: that. Like, I understand the ham. I understand a little bit of ham or bacon in it. Yeah. But not, no, onion. Do you not like, like onion? Not in a grilled cheese sandwich. You don't do that to a well, grilled cheese sandwich. it's like, like French
5: sandwich.
4: onion soup. Have you tried it? Like... No, you haven't. I. No, See, it's. That's it's, the it thing just, I find just, interesting. What it I'm, just
5: sounds wrong to me. It just. It's, what I'm thinking of is French onion soup. You Bread, cheese, onion. Yeah. 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 No, I was surprised, I, dude. I, 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 when I read that tweet, I. I I'm kind of with Grant. I
4: raged. I'm kind of with By myself, though. Like, if. Grilled cheese is is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need a lot. There's that's uh, and what I, I put mean. a little bit of ham. I put the cheese slices, and then I put cheddar. I do the the double cheese, yeah. And then I use I try to use a, a fairly basic bread too, right? I I don't go crazy on the bread, like I don't want like a thousand nut oat. Wheat stone thing Or whatever <laughs> It's just a basic You know Brown yeah, bread Or um, Wonder bread Or wonder <laughs> Do you guys still buy
3: Wonder bread? Hey,
5: no lasts forever It lasts forever,
3: it lasts forever.
4: Uh, Maybe
5: the hot dog buns Right? Like if you're buying yeah. Hot dog buns Maybe they're wonder bread Oh that's funny Anyway
4: But um This didn't seem That complicated to me So I did it And I'd highly recommend
5: it You know what inspired My grilled cheese making Is um the scene in the movie Chef with yeah. John Favreau, yeah. when he makes a grilled cheese sandwich for his kid, yeah. and it just looks amazing. And it's basic. He's got a couple cheeses on it. And it's, I watched a video of him explaining how to make that grilled cheese. I remember that. Yeah. I, I've seen that video,
4: and it does. It looks You watch that movie, and you're like, I want grilled cheese sandwiches. Can I make one more suggestion? And, and again, I switch it up. I go from ketchup to ranch quite often. Okay. Uh, but lately, I've been um, mixing my ranch... With like a hot sauce And then putting it on your grilled cheese Yeah and then dipping it in the (laughs) grilled cheese I I did a a ranch uh, Sriracha Mix on the weekend um, When I had my grilled cheese with the onion in it And (laughs) that's solid
1: (laughs) You're in the locker room On 95.7 Cruise FM It's an
4: interesting (laughs) Way of looking at Life I think I think on, on, on some levels I think we are making progress mm-hmm. as as mankind. It's incremental, and it might be frustrating because maybe depending on where you are in your life and and what you do for a living, and uh, anyway, it's probably it's probably hard sometimes to 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 look at at where we're at, yeah, and where you think we might. Is that fair? Am I making any sense? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me try again. Sometimes I'm like very impressed with where we're at as a society. Okay. Like, I'll see something. I'll hear about some something that's happening, and I'll go. Okay, that's a good. Song. We're making strides. We're making progress. Humanity is. We're, we're getting better. Mm-hmm. Okay, it it's incremental, but we're we're taking small strides to be better. As all as and it doesn't even matter what it's about. It, it doesn't have to be about anything specific. Every once in a while, I'll see something and go, okay. We're getting better, right, yeah. but then there there's just as many examples, and this is the frustration of it, where you look at something and you go things aren't getting any better right like, yeah. we might be even going backwards here, we might be reverting right like and again, most of it's the states mm-hmm. which there are examples here in Canada, but this is an example of. <laughs> Where are we going here? I like saw this? I was like, this has to be an onion article. <laughs> no, it's not. N- no, this this is this is really happening. There's a Missouri school district that's reinstated spanking. So they're <laughs> they're dropping off wooden paddles right now this week for the start of the new
5: season <laughs> school season. So they said the wooden paddle policy is opt in. So parents have to. When you check your kid in for school this week, oh, that makes it better. You would go, "Uh, "Yes, you can hit Jimmy. Yes, (laughs) you can. Or no, you can't hit Jimmy." (laughs) So half the kids get er, in class are going to be getting smacked, and the other half are going to be like, "Wow, your parents hate you." (laughs) (laughs) What is this? So they said younger students receive one to two spanks. Older children could receive three. Uh, they said the parents were asking for it to be brought back. The parents were.
4: (laughs) Now, I've joked about things like I don't trust anybody that didn't fist fight their father or stepfather, but I'm kidding. Yeah. Right? Like, I think most of us are sort of at a point where, I don't know, this is just not a good idea. Yeah. Right? I, it's one Am of I those wrong? things
5: where I, I think people are, we're going to have people listening and gonna be like, good, kids are too soft. Got to toughen them up. But, like, knowing... People that are older, my parents, yeah, who went through getting their hands slapped. I don't. None of them talk about it fondly. Like it made them the man that they are today. <laughs> if no teacher abusing them, yeah. No. I was
4: getting the strap well into my high school years, and I think <laughs> it was, was the only one. In the- though, Did right? you get the strap in your first radio job? We don't need to hear what you do in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, and and I, I was spanked. Yeah. We, we did not spank our kids, right? There yeah. wasn't like the, all right, it's wait time. till dad gets home. There was none <laughs> of that. Um, so I think we have evolved a little bit in that regard. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree that they that kids are soft, but yeah. I don't know if we need to bring back corporal punishment w- in school.
3: paddles. You know, I get punishing your kids, but beating your kids is something different. And is that the school's job to... That's just it. Do you want Mr. Mason
4: <laughs> St- you, giving the strap to your kid? I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, like
3: yeah, I don't know if I really want like you know the grumpy old man beating. Knowing
5: illica. some of the teachers that I do know, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, my um,
4: my mom. I remember. When I, I, I got the strap, I think it was like grade six or seven and, and there was a quick conversation when I came home and I was like, I got the strap for what? Mm-hmm. And I said the F word on the playground or something and <laughs> and got hauled in and, and it was over the hands, right? Yeah. And um and and she she I remember I, I you you remember traumatic experiences and this yeah. was a traumatic experience. I remember my mom looking at my dad going, I thought that wasn't supposed to happen anymore and my dad going, What can you do? Doing one of those shrug things. (laughs) Well, well, he's a bit of a (laughs) shithead. What did you do? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, this is... Oh, you never said the F word again. Never. (laughs) Never. Boy, did I learn my lesson.
1: (laughs) Another moment with Dr. Locke.
4: More than anything, I thought that this would be an interesting angle to take with that annoying vegan in your life, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, can we live without meat, cows? Mm-hmm. I mean, we could, right? Yeah, we could live without eating livestock. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't enjoy life. I wouldn't want to be here for that. No, but it's not a world I want. And I think, I think most of us are aware that 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 lifestyle. Is probably not the best thing for the environment. I'm not sure it's as bad as everyone says it is, but I'm not. I'm not naive, and you know, I realize that harvesting meat and providing that for the population is having an adverse impact on the world that we live in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, from the vegan standpoint, I understand that. Listen, I've become a vegan. I just wish they weren't so annoying. I've become a vegan because I care about the world that we live in and raising cows and pigs and sheep and all that's lambs and all that's bad for the environment. Yeah. Okay, great. One thing we're never getting rid of is insects. You're just. No matter what you did, you would have to drop a nuclear bomb on the planet. And to even ki-
5: then they would survive. You're right. We cockroaches. Yeah. So here's
4: the thing. If you really, really are a vegan and you're that concerned about the world that we live in, you need to start eating bugs. <laughs> Insects that are um, edible, like mealworms, crickets. It, it they're, apparently they're very good for you. Mm-hmm. Like it is an excellent protein replacement. Fatty it's, acids, yeah. vitamins, minerals, fibers, proteins—the whole nine yards. So there you go. That's what you need to do. This this is an excellent angle. If you got an annoying vegan at the dinner party, he mm-hmm. starts going on about how to save the planet. You can go well. Listen, then you got to start eating bugs because we have too many. We need to get rid of them. Well, no, it's
3: it's it's the only sustainable way. <laughs> so, so if you're, if you're eating, no. But if you're eating bugs, aren't you, you're still eating meat, aren't you? So you're not really a vegan or a vegetarian. I, I did
5: look it up. It said veg- vegans will not eat bugs. They won't even kill them. You have to shoo them away politely. <laughs> Get out of here. I think that's the angle you got to take, though. <laughs> right?
3: That's what you do. You bring it up. That's like There's been the odd time where I've swallowed bugs and I felt gross. I've had we've had crickets and stuff like that. I've never actually tried any of that. Yeah, we we had that uh, what have I eaten? I've eaten a couple of different things at the fair. At the the fair we had that the pizza that had the, the mealworms and uh I had a scorpions. mealworm something but that wasn't pizza. And but
5: there were scorpions on the pizza. There was a bunch of bugs That's or great something. Great marketing for the fairs, hey? They just have to take whatever they have around them already and put it on a pizza. <laughs> I've had the scorpion pizza. I've had the cricket pizza at the fair.
4: Um, I've had mealworms before. I've had grasshopper. Mm-hmm. And it's all just crunchy at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> It's all just a good
5: crunch, eh? It's just crunchy.
1: You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Normally, Grant is our
4: study king. I thought I would uh, take the reins on this take one. Take the reins on this one. And, well, I'll just read the, well, the the study. Women are less attracted to their
5: husbands after age 40. <laughs> So from personal experience, you really wanted to take the reins. Hey? Well, I just thought
4: maybe, you know, just from where I'm coming from,
5: <laughs> there's a possibility that
4: that this relates more to me <laughs> than, than, say, you in your 30s yeah. or Jimmy in his 20s. <laughs> so it's, listen, it might not be you. That's, that's how I read it. They s- oh, it's not me. It's her fault
5: I like this They said after 40 women have the confidence And the time to enjoy better sex Well men don't see the need to change things <laughs> I don't think this includes me at all <laughs>
4: uh, that, that pretty much sums
5: up I think Yeah 90% of relationships I want to try something new Lachlan I'll keep my glasses on. <laughs> and it sort of ekes its way into other conversations too, right? Oh, like, yeah.
3: Lockley, you should try a different beer. No! <laughs> never! I've been drinking this one for you, 40
5: years. <laughs> hey, when you were told to... I had my first Budweiser when I was 12. I'm going <laughs> to die drinking Bud. Hey, yeah. you should wear something other than a t-shirt and jeans. No! Didn't,
3: didn't, didn't your wife suggest you try a different beard and you went to Bud Light from Budweiser? No. Uh, she she commented on my weight. So, so I said, well, I'll tell
4: you what, I'll drink the diet beer. You switched it, it up. Which doesn't work because all I do now is drink. Instead of 48, I drink 80. <laughs> <laughs> you know, In a cycle. We'll call it a cycle. Don't want to put any real timelines on it. <laughs> See, don't want to say a week. Don't want to look like I have a problem. We're calling a guy by the name of Randy King, and I will be honest with you and Randy. Randy? Hello, how's it going? Good, how are you? We know very little about you, Randy. We've, we've okay, ne- fair we, enough. We've never met, so we're starting from ground zero. Um, that is correct i got your number from a uh, from a friend of mine and and he said to you you should reach out to lachlan because you should be on <laughs> lachlan's podcast
0: <laughs> that's literally exactly what happened i'm like uh okay he doesn't know who i am but sure i'll yeah. email him why not yeah so
4: <laughs> your name is randy king and you teach self-defense
0: That's correct. Yeah. I'm a self-protection specialist and I focus on proactive skills. That's a bunch of fancy words for I focus on the parts of self-protection that happen before the fight. While we do do physical skills, my focus is mostly on the threat detection, conflict communication, boundary setting, etc. Okay. Well,
4: that's that's interesting. Um, And where do you work out of?
0: So, I have my own company called 8020 Conflict Management Strategies. I'm here in Edmonton, Alberta, but I teach literally all over the world. I've taught in 10 countries, like 50 cities, or whatever brag reel I should be saying here. Um, I'm actually on a tour uh, in September. I leave for a five week tour doing five different countries and 10 cities in Europe. Now,
4: why would somebody reach out to you? Like, wh- what would their motivation be, Randy?
0: That's a fantastic question. The reason why I think right now our, one of our major specialties is workplace violence training. So especially with the push of people having to go back to work from you know, working at home for so long, yeah. people's social skills aren't quite up to snuff anymore, right? Like two years behind a screen doesn't lead to personal interaction.
5: So <laughs>
0: <laughs> while my uh, my focus is like proactive skills in general, I do a lot of public speaking and education. The goal right now is focusing on, on the workplace and people returning. So workplace violence and harassment is like a silent killer for uh, productivity, for uh, employers, for everything, right? Because people when they're getting harassed or feel uncomfortable, they just don't like going to work. So yeah. if your company wants to have like a team building experience, like a, Hey, I know you didn't want to come back because who, who doesn't want to work from home. So I know you didn't want to come back, but here's a team building experience. Where we're going to give you some really valuable life skills okay. uh, to keep, keep you and your family safe.
4: You could help us out because um, there's quite a bit of abuse in this room between Jimmy and myself, and it goes both ways,
5: too.
0: Oh, uh, I'm very aware. I listened to a couple of your podcasts before. I'm like, I should talk to Jimmy directly. I
5: I was going to say, is this for men and women? Because a lot of times when you hear self-defense classes, you just think of women, but it's for men and women
0: absolutely and especially when it comes to the proactive side the soft skills uh, okay. everybody can use this stuff right like threat detection so important outside what we call the magic demographic of 14 to 25 that's like your bro time right like hey, don't mess <laughs> with me that's my girl what's up right yeah. after after that proactive skills work like conflict communication and threat assessment are just so much more valuable than than learning how to fight well kicking and punching and choking is important they're not nearly as important as you know, being able to avoid it, being able to de-escalate it. That's and my yeah, move, w- throat punch. <laughs> <laughs> it's effective. I'm not going to say it's not.
4: <laughs> hey, what do you think of that, um, that video? Obviously, this is something that's probably on your radar, or maybe not. You know what? If it isn't, you're a better man than me. Uh, Elliot McDavid.
0: It's you, not on my radar. What happened?
4: Okay, good. We're not even going to explain it. I don't right, even... fair y- enough. Yeah. I, I think it's fantastic that you don't know that name. That's...
0: Uh, I was, was going to say, now I have homework? Is he just give me homework? No, no, don't here? even... No,
4: Randy, <laughs> no, don't even look it up. Don't even look right, it up because that, it'll just ruin your day. Um, that anyway. works. I'm sure when you tell people not to look up stuff, nobody ever looks up. <laughs> now he's well, not we should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um What do you think of those videos? This is a bit of a trend down in the States. And I mean, obviously, we live in Canada, but we are getting a a, a bit of it's starting to eke its way north, this yeah. type of mentality. But I've been seeing these videos of people being trained to disarm the police.
0: Right. That is a terrifying trend. Uh, the whole trend of anti-police is a little strange to me.
2: Yeah. Because
0: no uh, so I, I have a bias. So listeners, I have a bias. I get to train with the Ramsey County SWAT team every year. They bring me in for knife defense. So I have a bias when it comes to the police. Almost every officer I have met is there for the right reasons. I haven't met the bad apples. I know they exist. Yeah. They clearly exist. We've seen them. But that's not my experience. Um, so with this disarming the police, that's just, that's just asking for trouble. Like, why, would, why would that? Like I understand there are situations. I've had people on my podcast where they've explained bad encounters with the police. But still, in that case, disarming them—that's going to escalate it even (sighs) higher, and that gives them that gives them justification. If it is a bad apple, quote unquote—I'm air quoting—nobody can see that. But if there is a bad apple, then that's giving that person justification to go to the highest level of force. Yeah. Right. So why? why, I don't know why the trend is. It it feels a little bit like security theater, like the TSA. Right. The TSA has stopped nothing. Mm. Airport security has never stopped one terrorist attack ever but the security theater makes you feel safe, I think these videos are in that same vein.
4: I, yeah, it's on a, from a different perspective, but yeah. Um, listen, yeah. Randy, I appreciate your time today. And it, you mentioned your podcast. We should give you a bit of a plug.
0: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, Self-Defense From All Angles is the name of my podcast. And if anybody's looking to hire a corporate trainer for workplace violence, conflict communication, or just like fun self-defense team building, go to 8020cms.com.
2: You've been
1: listening to The Locker Room Podcast. Making radio great again. Really, guys?
0: Brought
2: to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.